Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's just gone 11.16 p.m. here on the Syrian border. The Jamiatul Ulama South Africa relief team has been in the area for the last 24 hours. We had touched down yesterday at 2 a.m. in the morning um, after hearing reports of two tremors last night. And as we are recording this particular report, we just received the report of another tremor, 4.1 magnitude. Allah Taala make it easy. A lot of aftershocks. Uh, according to one report, more than 2,300 aftershocks have been felt in the last few days. And what an eventful day it has been. I speak with a lump in my throat for the incidents that I had witnessed today in Syria and the kind of stories that we had heard from the people on the ground. And uh, we say, Alhamdulillah, uh, because of us, been able to converse in Arabic we were able to get the human angle to all of what is happening around us and we were able to speak directly to the victims without any interpreter, without any tarjuman and try to understand what they are going through with and Mulana Bilal, you know, it reminds me of the elderly elderly auntie and the elderly grandmother that we saw uh, in on the Syrian side yeah, Marana, it was a unique experience. You talk of this elderly lady. Uh, so the Father of Allah, we've been coming to this region for almost a decade now in terms of the intervention of the Jamitul Ulama in the, on the Syrian crisis. But today was a unique experience. We came into this little village called Harim, which was one of those that was severely affected by last week's earthquake. And as we got off our vehicle, we noticed this elderly lady. I'm almost sure Manu, she must have been in her 70s or 80s. She's sitting all alone on a hilltop on a pile of rubble. And when we get close to the lady and seek permission from her, she's sobbing in tears. And she points in the distance across the road and she says, that was my house. That was my dwelling. And she tells me, there's my cupboard. And she just breaks down in tears and is saying... That's where I stayed with my grandchildren. Three granddaughters and one grandson all perished in a matter of minutes. And the father of those children, that is her own son, is in a critical condition in hospital with a broken neck. And the more I tried to console the, this elderly mother, the more she cried and the more she broke down. It was a real heart-wrenching experience that I'm sure will remain in our hearts and minds for a very, very long time. And Marana, even more telling was in the end when I asked this grandmother that what can we do for you? What is there that you want from us? And she says, Idaili, Idaili. She's repeating these words, make dua for me, make dua for me. Marana, I don't know how to describe that and what that sort of emotion goes through a person's mind when you're hearing something like that for a person who's lost everything. Yes, what an experience. And let me just see if I can play for you some of uh, what we had witnessed today. Amen. <laughs> 
أربعة الله يسر الله يسر لك يا حجي الله يسر لك أربعة وواحد لواحد وثلاث لفرد واحد وأبوه برقبته مكسورة وحوضه وأبو الصبي ظهره كمان والله when you hear this first hand and when you get to hear the human side of the catastrophe it makes you think it makes you see things differently and as the hadith says ليس الخبرك المعاينة what you see is never the same as what you hear there's, there's one context to this which we need to keep in mind you know, it's been about three or four years now where there's some sort of a stalemate in terms of the Syrian war. These people faced the might of the bombs, faced the might of the war. They were displaced. And now, in the last few years, they have rebuilt their lives. In a matter of seconds, it's gone all back to zero. The bombs, the war, displacement, living as a refugee, and now an earthquake. It is really something to stop you in your tracks and think that what is happening around the world to Muslims. Yes, that context is extremely important. And we need to keep all these people in our prayers. Mullah Bilal, it also you know, takes me to the next incident that we had witnessed. We saw the masjid, Masjid Umar ibn al-Khattab withstand the earthquake. And close by, whilst they were digging in the rubble, I had spotted a notebook. So I asked the team if I could climb up in the rubble and, and perhaps get a glance at this book. And uh, and so I made my way up, and lo and behold, when I opened that book, it was a book of a girl, probably six or seven years of age, with a lot of colorful writing different colors, depiction of uh, homes, butterflies, and, and it just brought tears to, to think that what must have happened to this girl. I wonder if she's alive or if she's not alive. The name still sticks in the mind, Bisam Al-Wazir. We had put out her clip last night on social media. Ya Allah, I wonder what happened to her. Mulana Bilal, you also met a man who saw the entire village go down in front of him. Tell us more about him. Yes, Morana, this gentleman described his incident which transpired. And he, he was in the in, in the village uh, which experienced probably one of the worst effects of the tremor. And he spoke about in and around his neighborhood, there were more than probably 25 to 30 families that were staying there. And it, in one go, in less than a minute, more than a hundred people had lost their lives just in front of him. His family and another family were from among those fortunate who, who survived and were managed to get out of their homes in time. Because this was in the dead of night, probably be around sometime before Fajr Salah, around four in the morning when this happened. And when we, when we expressed our empathy with this, with this man, I think that the greatest thing which they appreciate the most is the fact that you've come from so far and from the furthest corner of the world, not 
necessarily to come give any aid, but just to come and share with their joy and feel their pain, their moments of highs and lows. The fact that you can undertake a journey just to come and embrace them and experience what they're experiencing, it means a great amount to them. It means the world to them. And when we ask the brother in, in conclusion that what message would you like us to share with the world? What message do you have from the, for, the, for the Muslims of the world? And in, he, in, in a, such a beautiful manner, he says, That love one another, be kind and compassionate to one another. This was the message that he asked us to convey to the world. When we request them for dua, when you ask them what is their feelings at this moment, the first word that comes out of their mouth, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. They've lost everything. The world has crumbled before their eyes. But they attribute the gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A true inspiring moment and a feeling of Iman that we need to take lesson from. Yes, the situation is quite dire. And what makes it worse, Malana Bilal, is that Syria is cut off from the rest of the world. I mean, there isn't much aid coming through. Um, the UN um, chief was saying that as the aid draws to a close, the world has failed Syria. And that's because there isn't a recognized government in that region. And therefore, it's not so easy to coordinate relief efforts. But when you compare it to the neighbors like Turkey, you've got a recognized government. You've got aid missions streaming in each day to help. You've got the civil defense and so forth. But in Syria, the situation is very peculiar. And it's a very precarious one. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make it easy for them. Wallahi, it's, it's such an eye-opener, this trip. And comparing to what we had witnessed and seen just 12 months ago in the same region, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make it easy for them. And I'll end off on this note. Many of them live with the phobia of being in a building. They're actually saying to the NGOs that put us in a container will feel safer but being in a building is very 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 traumatic and fearful for them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy Habib Bobat reporting for Radio Islam Live